This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. To the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today I have one of my fabulous listeners, Terrence, and he's going to share with us part of his journey through his anxiety and where he's at now and some of the things that have worked for him. So welcome, Terrence, to the show. So nice to have you here. Thank you very much, Gina. I appreciate it. Terrence and I have talked a lot over uh, some time here, and so I'm hoping that he will be able to shed some light on where you guys are at. Terrence, I'd like to get started with where your anxiety like first cropped up for you. When did you first notice and realize that you had something, whether you knew it was called anxiety or not, but something that you knew you had to do something about and it was stress related? So I think for me, this goes back a few years. Uh, I, I would say late 20s, early 30s. Uh, I'm, I'm an attorney, so I'm sort of a type A type personality, practicing law. And I would say my first real legal job at one of the, one of the decent sized law firms uh, is when it started to crop up. This was probably early 2000s. I didn't know what I was going through. Again, I thought it was stress. Went to my doctor. He said, no, oh, it sounds like you have some anxiety prescribed some some, uh, some anti-anxiety medication, and then I lived like that for, I would say, a good eight years or so, and then my, my first panic attack cropped up in uh, 2012. I remember it like it was yesterday, so it was September of 2012, um, and then I think from that point on, it, it took a more, uh, I guess, a more serious role. It, it took on a more serious role in my life. I was more focused on it. I knew what it was. And I, I developed, I think, a little bit of a fear of, of the actual panic attacks themselves. So in addition to GA Day, I probably picked up some some panic disorder, I think, along the way as well. Yeah, so you, you became afraid of the fear. Yeah. Yeah, that one gets a lot of us, that fear of the fear, because we're just fueling the fire. Right. So at that point when you realize, okay, now I'm afraid of this panic attack coming again, and how am I going to stay away from that happening? Um, what kind of help did you seek? What kind of things were you doing for yourself? Yeah, so I've, uh, I'm embarrassed to say that I've tried almost everything. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I sought out, again, I mean, being sort of who I am and having this logical mind, uh, I, I tried to do a lot of research myself. I read almost, almost every self-help book on anxiety there is. Uh, I probably know more about anxiety than I do about the legal profession, and I, <laughs> I sought out um, a lot. I, so I sought out various CBT practitioners. I did I did some some talk therapy CBT. Um, I did a little bit of mindfulness training. Um, I, I tried I tried a couple of different types of medications. Um, yeah, so I, I think I've pretty much 
in my mind, I think I've tried almost everything. I'm sure I haven't, but um, that's sort of where I went with it. So you were on the fast track. It was like, okay, this doesn't seem to be working. Let me try the next thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'd be embarrassed to tell you how many people I've, you know, sort of how many therapists or CBT people I've spoken to. But yeah, it was, it was sort of what's the quickest way to get me better? Um, yeah. How can I get out of this the fastest, the fastest way? And there's that thing again, right? That type A personality. Like, uh, okay, I've read all the books. Why is this not working? Yeah. And uh, how can I get out fast? Yeah, and that and that definitely worked against me, and it still does probably to this day. I mean, I, you know, anxiety is such a paradoxical type of, you know, sort of. I guess I don't want to call it mental illness, but it's such a paradoxical sort of feeling and thought process that it's it's something that I'm not used to, and that it takes it took me a while to actually sort of realize that everything I was sort of brought up and trained to do was working against me. You know, so I had to figure out a way to sort of put down the gasoline cans and sort of try to just let it be um, as much as I could. So that, that that was a challenge for me. And that's where you're not alone. I know that we've had conversation around this, but that's how people think. It's like more, faster, it should work. And yeah. how come I can figure all these other things out, but I can't figure this out? This, so we work really hard on dropping it out of the mind, which is where most people with anxiety are really well-equipped, and dropping it down into the body, more the kind of feelings and, and the emotions and letting things go. Has letting things go been a, a challenge for you? Yeah, letting things go uh, for me has been has been hard. I'm sure I know you've spoken to it uh, on a number of podcasts, but acceptance for me has been difficult, and it's it's sort of one of those you know sort of esoteric terms and theories I never sort of grasped. And I think really what acceptance is to me, it's something that you you can't really try to grasp. And that was sort of a, an eye opener to me. Is I was always trying to find it and trying to figure out figure out a way to accept. And I don't think that's really what it is. To begin with, so I, when I was always sort of looking for something, looking for the solution, that was sort of the opposite of what acceptance really is. So, yeah, and that, and that, and to be honest, I mean, that, that's something that is still a challenge for me today. I'm just much more aware of it, um, yeah. you know, given all the work I've done. But yeah, acceptance is is hard. Yeah. And you're certainly willing, I will say that. And most people that come to talk to me are willing, or they wouldn't they wouldn't take that extra step of of really going forward and trying to talk to somebody about it. So tell me, uh, explain to people how like meditation might've been helpful for you because I talk about that all the time, but maybe hearing from you, like what your journey has been. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And just like um, sort of what I did when I realized that I had an issue with anxiety, I've also tried almost every type of meditation practice there is. So um, I'm pretty well versed in uh, the different modalities. So, um, you know, I've, I've done, as I said, some mindfulness, I've done uh, TM, I've done some Zen practice. But I think what it comes down to is, you know, when you and I have talked about this many times, is what's the one practice that you'll do that'll just get you to sit, you know? So getting you to just get into a routine with it um, is, is key for me. And I think, you know, for, for myself, what's been helpful is also uh, a little bit of structure. So I currently practice in the mornings by myself, but I find that sometimes I'll sort of veer off course. Um, you know, we will get into my exercise routine is a lot more uh, focused for me. So I, I do exercise almost on a regular basis, which is also very helpful. But meditation is a little bit more of a, a pull for me. So I need a little bit more help 
So I am looking at um, a few different groups, and I've sat with a few different groups in the past. So getting into a structure for me and a routine has been uh, has been helpful. But currently, I do about ten to fifteen minutes in the mornings. That's that's when I usually find some downtime uh, before my my kids are awake. So that's been that's been helpful. Starts the day off usually on the right foot. Yeah, you know, I was going to say I think what it's done for me. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking for the sort of the eternal calm like everybody else, but. What I think it's done is it's it's given me more of an awareness, uh, you know, which you and I talk about a little bit. So I'm more aware of the thoughts now that are going to cause me to maybe fall down uh, the wormhole a little bit. I'm more aware of the sensations now, and I, I so I think it's it's that awareness that has sort of helped me have more management of the the, the thought processes and the sensations a little bit. I mean, they, yeah. they still come from time to time, but I think I'm, I think the awareness aspect is where the meditation has helped. So, you know, in the past, I may have spent, you know, maybe 10, 20, 30 minutes before I sort of snap back a little bit to reality and say, hey, wait a minute, what am I, what am I doing? I thought about the same thing in, for the last 30 minutes or so. Now it's maybe a minute or two before I say, hey, wait a minute, what's, you know, what's happening here? So it's been much, much better that, in that aspect. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Beautiful. Well, that's yeah. the thing, right? We we take a, a, a time out of our day with meditation to actually pay attention to our thoughts on purpose. And then yeah. we become familiar with that kind of feeling of paying attention. And you're absolutely right. Then when you're starting to go down the wormhole, you can say, wait a minute. I know what this is. You know, it's it's familiar. We can see ourselves thinking, which is not something that seems to come easily unless right. you uh, spend time honing it. And right. 10 or 15 minutes in the morning is excellent, Terrence. And how has that how have you figured out how to do it with a family? You've got quite a lot on your plate right now, not just being an attorney. You have, you know, you're moving house, you've got all kinds of things. So how did you find time to do that? So you, you got to get a little creative. I mean, basically, I just get up. Uh, I just figured out I got to get up a little earlier. So I mean, I have I have three kids at home, and um, I you know they get up typically around seven ish, maybe quarter to seven. So I, I just get up a little earlier. I think that, and then and I'm usually a morning person, so it's easier for me. Uh, I know some people would probably be better off doing it at night, but 
Um, I get up a little early, and then the days I can't meditate in the mornings, if I get stuck, I got to come in early for a meeting. Um, I sometimes do it on the train, where you know I have there's a few apps that I like to use with some, some guided meditation practices. Uh, occasionally, I'll sneak out there and lunch. I go to a local uh, a local church near my office where I can sort of get some quiet time. So I mean, you got to get creative and sort of find time if you have a busy lifestyle. But I just find it easier for me to just start the day off a little bit sooner. It is yeah. possible. Yeah. You're one of the people that I talk to that has an extremely busy life, and and you found time to do it. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit and let let everybody know um, maybe something that has surprised you about going through this process of clearing your anxiety. Is there anything that's been like, oh, I didn't expect that? Yeah, I mean, I I think I think what surprised me about it is it's. I think in a way I've got, I've grown to realize that I think it's actually helpful. So I, I think what's surprising to me is I've, I sort of resisted it and hated it for so long. And I'm getting to the point now where I'm realizing that I think in a way it's actually helping me in many aspects of my life. So it's, it's sort of shed some light on things that I need to change. So what, for me, a lot of it's slowing down. I mean, I'm, I, I do a lot, I'm, I'm very fast paced by nature. Uh, which is not good for the anxious mind. So it, it, it sort of indicates to me, hey, you, you might need to sort of tone it down a little bit or turn the switch off in this this area or that area. Um, so I've, I've grown to see it as actually helping me. And I, for, for many years, I thought it was hurting me. So, I mean, I think that's been the surprise. I, I mean, I'm not I'm not there where I'm, I'm best friends with it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, work, I'm working on that, but... Um, but I don't see it as an enemy anymore, I guess. So that, that's been uh, an eye-opener. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge, too. Because yeah. you're not running away from it anymore. You yeah. You're, you're sort of willing to let it be there. Yeah. Yeah, cause I think if, if you allow yourself to reflect on sort of why it's there, you'll probably see, like I did, like I'm sure many of the listeners, you'll see areas in your life that maybe it's highlighting for a good reason. I, I, you know, it's it's hard when you're going through it. Trust me, I've been there, but... I think if you could step back and reflect on what it's trying to tell you, why it's there, there may be some things that um, you can change or work to change that would be helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. And along those lines, what is, some, what is one of the, um, like, what are the types of things that happen to you that you all of a sudden go, oh, wait a minute, maybe, maybe I'm getting anxious and I'm supposed to be hearing something or paying more attention. What are some of those very first things that happen for you that let you know you're kind of going off the edge? I guess, you know, for, for me, so my, my anxiety is typically health related. Um, so when I, when I get, when I get anxious, my thoughts are generally around health anxiety type issues and the physical sensations are typically around health related issues. So a lot of it for me physically is heart related, uh, you know, chest tightness, pain, palpitations, et cetera. Um, but I, so I think when what's happened to me, even in the beginning stages is, uh, when I would get those types of thoughts or um, sensations, what it was sort of indicating to me typically was something along the, uh, that was going on either with work or home that was just overwhelming, where I was going too fast or taking on too much um, and just trying to accomplish or put too many things on my shoulders at once. Yeah. You get the signal to, like, just take a pause, step back. Yeah, and, and I just, I, you know, I'm, working, I'm still working through that with you. Um, it's, it's hard for... It's hard for me still to sort of get that uh, that moment where I could sort of turn the switch off, um, but but I am much more aware of it. So I think it's been helpful to me to become aware and then sort of work through 
those times where I can say, hey, you need to take a step back or this is something you shouldn't take on. You know, maybe this is something right. at work where you, you already have enough on your plate. Maybe you could uh, you could pass in this project, something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for and me. Absolutely. Many people live their entire lives without being aware even of that there's another possibility. So, yeah. you know, we really have to start to notice how far we've come. Yeah. And you've come quite a long way. You're doing amazing. I'm wondering if you would share with the listeners maybe of an action that you took that helped to move you forward. You know, we talk about lots of things, and we talk about them here on the podcast, but maybe one action that you something you heard me talk about or something we discussed and you did it and it really has added to your life and helped you to reduce your stress. There's a couple. Can I talk about a couple maybe I mentioned? Sure, yeah. please do. I so so, so f- I guess for one, I think an easy one for me is sort of the physical side of it where I mentioned exercise before, but I think critical to me is having some sort of an exercise, either routine or just basically getting moving. Um, it, it is, to me, I'm much more important for my mind than my body. I mean, obviously, it's good for my body, too, but uh, mentally, it, it, it helps to me more than anything, honestly, even more than, than meds, than anything else. So getting into an exercise routine um, and trying and sticking with that, whatever it may be, is, I think, I think the critical part of recovery um, physically. So I think the second sort of piece I wanted to highlight, which I think you've helped me along, along with, is getting to the point where I could sit with it. So that, that was something that, for me that it took a long time. And, and again, I'm still sort of practicing that and I, maybe I'll be doing that for some time, but I think getting to the point where I could sit with it and not completely resist it or when it comes up, say, Oh, here we go again. You know, not this, not that. And just getting there where I could say, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to sit with this for a little while, you know, for five minutes, whatever it may be. So just sitting with the feeling, sitting with the thoughts. And then, the, you know, the, then the revelation comes that if you could do that, which is what you, you know, you talked about and Claire Weeks has talked about forever. If you could sort of just float with it or ride it, it goes away that much faster. Um, yeah. It's just hard to do that. But that, that has been something that I would say um, you've sort of helped me a lot with. It's just getting to the point where I could take a step back and just sit with it and not try to do 9 million things to either fix it or question it. Really well said, yeah. Terrence. Thank you. I'm Before we close up here, I mean, I'm, everybody would probably like to listen to you all day, but... I, I have a lot up, to say. As you know, I've read, I I read about 50 books. Or so, yeah. Terrence will be taking my job over. No. Then I'll really be anxious. That I, that I can't do. <laughs> and I cannot be a lawyer, so yeah. there we go. What we are, what I wanted you to be able to do before we leave um, today's podcast is to share uh, some words of wisdom, your wisdom, Terrence, to help them keep going. You know the thing of just some days how you just have to put one foot in front of the other. And yeah. What could you share to keep them going? So I, I think for me, hopefully, what I could share, maybe what some of the listeners will take from this, I, there's. There's hope, right? I, and I think we all tend to get ourselves down pretty quickly, and we all tend to think we have the worst case, we're the most anxious, we have the most panic attacks. You know, we're never going to get better. I think that's that's a common theme, and I've been there. You know, and I still, at times, time I will go there. Um, but there is hope, and you know, talking to Gina and has certainly given me a more objective perspective. That if you look at it from an objective point of view. Um, we have all probably made a lot more progress than we give ourselves credit for. So 
I think my words of wisdom is to just just keep the faith. And it may not be as fast as you like. Certainly wasn't for me, you know. So, yeah. but I think just accepting the fact that there isn't that magic pill, that magic answer, or that magic book that you know, the one thing that's going to make it all go away is is a big part of recovery in a way. You know, just getting to that point and saying, hey, this is sort of my journey, and yeah. it will come. It just may take a little bit longer than I like, you know, but it, it will, it will come, you know, and I, I think that's, I think that's something that I, I hope to impart on uh, anyone that's listening today. Oh, thank you, Terrence. Those were true words of wisdom. And I appreciate, actually, I appreciate you all the way around, but I really appreciate that you would take the time out of your very busy schedule and um, your wild life. I remember family <laughs> life and, Whoa, and that you would take the time to share your journey and your words of wisdom with the listeners. Uh, no Thank problem. You so much. No, I appreciate having the opportunity. Hopefully, it, it helps. It absolutely will. And until we talk again, Terrence, and everyone listening, aloha. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.